thank God it's Friday. You're listening to TGIF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not so favourite horror movies with your host, me, Kat. This week, I am joined by the wonderful Marcy and Bede from the Super Network for another fantastic Christmas horror movie episode. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. We're back How good? once again. I know, but I love it. I would Look, if I hated you, you wouldn't be back. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> then there's yeah. all my guests that have never come back yet. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, 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 oh does she hate now, me? Exactly. Yep. Now they're being all very suspicious now. Like, hmm. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> RSD spirals for everyone. <laughs> You're well, it's probably the uh, polar opposite of Marcy and I. Whenever we have a first-time guest on the show, and if we never hear from them again due to how crazy we are, that's what... That's when we know they're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just match it by being like, well, you guys now have to come back to my podcast. That is true. Exactly. And I'm um, very happy to be back yes. on TGIF. Very excited. Talking about Christmas. Uh, Marcy, what do you do for Christmas? What's your Christmas tradition? My Christmas is usually to spend it with family and probably our family arguments and all the usual. <laughs> and, uh... Stuff nice. ourselves silly full of food. Nice. Usually. Usually, yeah. feed. What about you? Uh, well, Same? Usually I go back home <laughs> to my old hometown of, to uh, see my family and that. But this year, though, uh, uh, that's not going to happen this year because one of my older brothers who's going to be moving in uh, the flat I'm currently living in now uh, next year. Oh, okay. Uh, he's uh, coming down for Christmas. Because my other brother and my sister-in-law and their kids, they live here in Melbourne as well. Nice. So uh, so we're just going to do a little little Christmas here because most of the family's kind of all over the place this yeah. year. And not it's one of the it, – that's the thing because different family – like each year, like each of the individual members kind of go off and do one thing and then the next year we just come mm. together yeah. for the next yeah, one. Yeah, my so, sister does that, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing that this year and uh, my brother decided to uh, come down here. So he and I will pretty much uh, – spend uh christmas day uh at a like a six course meal at a <laughs> at a restaurant in the city well technically it's going to be 12 because we ordered two separate six course meals because we <laughs> live, like fat cats Jesus. during the day so like kings <laughs> exactly and of course we'll we'll spend the uh christmas eve with my other brother and his, and his family yeah. so Mm. Um, nice. So we can see the kids open their presents. So yeah, that, it's going to yeah. be a bit more of a quiet one this year compared to other Christmases. Yeah, yeah it'll be quiet I'd love as well, to do that, like a yeah. Christmas dinner. I used to work at a Novotel in um, oh, yeah. in the city, and we did. I never worked Christmas dinner shift, but I worked Christmas like breakfast and lunch shifts. Mm. And there were people there for their buffet dinners, or they'd order a la carte, like whatever mm. the three course was. And I was always that, that always looks interesting to me. Maybe Ned and I should do something like that. That could be Christmas. Yeah. Oh, oh by the time I get to dinner time, I'm like ready to pass out from all the food I've eaten because I go from <laughs> yeah. like sisters for breakfast, which is usually like coffee, pancakes. And mm. then that's so early in the morning because like I'm there before the kids even wake up. So I'm there <laughs> and I hear them because like I'll wait out in on their back deck and sit at a table there and I'll wait for them to come out. Um, and I just hear them yelling, Santa's been, Santa's been. And then they know that I'm already at the back door waiting to like be like in the house. 
So like that's what my dad and I do. We get a McDonald's coffee. We sit on the back veranda. I text my sister and I'm like, by the way, dad and I are here. She's like, yep, cool. Just wait for the girls to get up. So we don't wait. Till up. And I'm no. like, okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. So and then we watch them open presents. And then I go home. I slept last year because it was COVID. So I didn't have to go to my big family like yeah. wham bam that goes on at East Hills, which is like in part of Western Sydney. Uh, but this year, I think mm. I'll be stopping in there on my way to Ned's for because I usually have Christmas dinner with with him and his family, so it should be good. I yeah, it's usually just about this year. yeah, it's like usually just about stuffing your face. You yeah. worry about the presents <laughs> early on, then it's like no, I've got to eat now. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we do probably... our presents on Christmas Eve, yeah. so yeah, we sort of wait till after midnight and then we'll exchange oh. gifts. Yeah. When we um, had like heaps of housemates and stuff, we'd all just wait up and then give I've each other presents. Out. And <laughs> yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit silly, but whatever. Christmas Eve is my t- <laughs> one day a year that I like get absolutely shit faced and my dad has to drive <laughs> me home. And he's just like, uh, my dad's not from where I live. My dad lives like an hour, hour, hour and a half away from where I am. And <laughs> every better. year he misses the turn off to my house. And I'm oh, like, no. dad. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, I'm too drunk to take you the long way. Put the GPS on. <laughs> My poor dad. Aww. Bless him. But, yeah, this I year it's... I think it'll be my big family thing, my big family do. There's, like, 40 of us that go to my aunt and uncle's house. They live on, like, a square hectare property, so they've got heaps of room. Except oh, yeah. everyone's had kids, and they're kids that aren't related to me, so I'm not particularly interested in them. yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, bye. Yeah, hi, go away. (laughs) And, like, the one family member that I get along with has moved to Queensland, and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, no. Guess you won't be there then. (laughs) Damn it, Queensland. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Fuck Queensland and cancelling my chemical romance. I'm going to slander Queensland. I'm going to end up with a defamation lawsuit against Queensland. You might, but is it untrue, though? I don't think so. Probably not. (laughs) Well, Kat, you what? and I are from uh, New South Wales. We, we, it's in our blood to hate Queensland. That's, oh, yeah, we hate the, them anyway. <laughs> Every mm. other state just hates us. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> even, Be- even down here for Victoria, I hated New South Wales for most of this yeah, year exactly. as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Bede, what's on your Christmas list this year? Ooh, well, I got, uh, well, the thing is we're doing, my two brothers and sister-in-law and I, uh, we're basically doing like what we do with the, when our big family each year is like we do the this i wouldn't say it's a secret santa but it's kind of similar where we just put throw a bunch of names into a hat and whoever we pick out we only buy that person a present yeah. so we have a certain amount of money um usually it's like two hundred dollars and that oh wow and we, so we go and buy presents for that one person so basically yeah this year my uh one of my not uh, my married brother, he's got me this year. And nice. I pretty much told him, like, uh, you're going to have the easiest job because I literally, as soon as I got you, I've already just pre-ordered what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, so uh, here you go to go pick it up. There you go. <laughs> exa- well, it has to be mail because it's being shipped from uh, Mornington Peninsula. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so hopefully it gets here in time before like the mad rush with the mail and everything like that. But yeah, uh, yeah he oh, pretty yeah, much had I've the easiest. Your state it's screwed. Yeah, and but luckily uh, my brother's had the easiest job. So <laughs> he, and what did you much... get him? 
I mean, what did you get you? Oh, well, I guess I there was like this uh, big giant Blu-ray box set that's coming out. It's called, uh, I think it's called, I'm probably going to butcher the name, so forgive me. It's called <laughs> All the Haunts Are Ours, I believe it's called. Okay. Um, it's a block, it's like this big 30 disc, 30 film Blu-ray set that's full of folk horror. Oh my God. And it includes uh, that recent documentary that has come out. Um, oh, Shut the front door. Okay. I got to look this up because <laughs> I am, oh, uh, give me one second. I have to look this up. Okay. I want to uh, see that documentary so bad. Okay. Where I can't it? find it anywhere. Okay. I think, uh, <laughs> let me see. Okay, it's I like where all the wild things and something. Uh, yeah, well, it's got a, like a mixture of different folk horrors from throughout That's the so years. Uh, and it has the doco uh, Woodlands Dark and Days That's Bewitched. One. That's the one I was yeah. thinking mm. of. Far and it has out. like, uh, well, 12, 12, 20 films, I should say. 20 films, free CDs. And it has like... <laughs> CDs or DVDs yeah. or Blu-rays? No, free CDs. That's what it says right here. Musical, it might be like soundtracks. Yeah. Oh, and a bunch oh, of other okay. stuff as well, and um, and it has like folk horror films from all over the world, from the US, the UK, and it even has like four Australian films in the. Uh, we have folk the... horror films. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, so there's like a whole bunch of them in this box set, and as soon as like, uh, and it was like pretty expensive, and as soon as like you know what. I thought about, hmm, should I get it now? I'm like, oh, wait, Christmas yep. is coming up. I'll get my brother to buy it for me. <laughs> so it worked out well, and here's the for him. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy, what's on your Christmas list? I, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. What do you want we... for Christmas? Well, I don't I did, know. I did, oh. uh, I did buy Marcy an awesome Christmas present. Oh, yeah, the, um, the, uh, the, the 4K release of uh, The Guest. Ooh, is that that one that they did like the full like special edition for? Yes, oh, that's amazing. And has uh, the CD soundtrack on it as well, and I think a booklet on writing. Well, yeah, writing a few of my friends actually wrote essays in oh. it, so that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. That so that um, I'm probably gonna get Pandora stuff because I always yeah. do. It's become the yearly Christmas tradition. Um, nice. Probably some of that. I'll probably get pops and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm hoping my horror pops get stuff. a little bit more. What do I have at mm. the moment? I recently bought Candyman. Ooh. I got the Candyman with bees. Nice. From the new not Candyman. the beads. Not, not the, the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> not the beads. Not the bees. I'm Nicolas Cage. I Love just uh, I brought that up that movie up with somebody recently, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I just call it the Bee Movie," and I was like, "The Bee Movie." <laughs> <with> <laughs> And they're like, yeah, but yes. the movie's with the bees. And I'm like, <laughs> Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good laugh. So um, yes. <laughs> today we're talking about uh, the 1984 slasher, Silent Night, Deadly Night. How exciting. Christmas slashers. Christmas. Indeed. It oh. uh, came out the year that both Marcy and I were born. And I believe it was released in between both our birthdays. November Look 9th that. came out. Hmm. It's kismet that you meant to talk about this film then. Exactly. Yes, because it's like the, there's a bit in the film where it comes up and goes, spring 1984. I'm like, oh. That was yes, me. The birth of Marcy. <laughs> you mean the birth of Marcy. Exactly. <laughs> so all uh, I should have said. 
Silent Night, Deadly Night is a 1984 slash film directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. and stars Robert Brian Wilson, Lillian Chauvin, uh, Gilmer McCormick, Tony Nero, Brett Leach, and Leo Getta. It focuses on a young boy who, after witnessing his parents' murder at the hands of a man clad in a Santa Claus suit on Christmas, this is no grammar as well, grows up tumultuously in a Catholic orphanage and slowly emerges into a spree killer himself. The film caused an uproar when released in 1984 during the holiday season and since developed a devoted cult following. I don't understand why. <laughs> why? Because it's uh, an evil killer Santa Claus movie. It was just a little... I, look, my first... I've watched this movie about three or four times this week. Because, um, yep. you know, I have no memory. So I'm like, I have to watch this as many times so I remember some <laughs> things. So little tiny bit. But it's just, it was strange. Um, there were some scenes that I really did enjoy. And um, I think that the television series Hannibal might have taken some of the kills from this. Yes. Or been inspired by <laughs> the kills in this. <laughs> that is entirely possible. I, and I saw it. And you know what? I couldn't remember it until I mentioned it just now, What where it was from. Because when I saw this kill, I was like, what? I know this. I know this kill. What's going on here? Excuse me. <laughs> Where'd you get this from? <laughs> so let's dive into the film. It's Christmas Eve, 1971, and we see a family, um, Billy and Ricky with their parents. Uh, they're uh, at a mental hospital, a state mental hospital. So it's like probably a lot shittier than like a normal mental hospital. And they're visiting their grandpa. Grandpa basically doesn't talk. He's mentally mm. ill and he can't take care of himself. Um, mm. He doesn't look old enough to be that decrepit or like them talk about him that way. Yeah, no. No, he doesn't actually. He's a young grandpa. Maybe he went mm. to Vietnam. Wait, Vietnam was after 1971, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Don't, you, don't <laughs> ask me years because I tend to forget. Maybe he probably went to the Korean War. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I was like, wait, I'm yeah, a history teacher. The 60s, right? Uh, I think it was the 50s. I, I don't remember. Okay, well, it's the same World War Two. There we go. Doesn't make it make it easier for us all. <laughs> Not really, but well, sure. The, the World War Two ended in 1964. Oh, okay. Or 1962. No. No, that was when the boomers ended. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> whichever he's a uh, he's be the he's worst a bit history young. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a young looking weird grandpa. Yeah, um, the kids get left alone with grandpa because uh, they're going to talk to some doctors, and Billy basically hangs out. And as soon as they're alone, grandpa turns to him and starts telling Billy about the truth about Santa Claus. And he says Santa Claus only brings presents to uh, like boys and girls that have been good all year. All the other ones, all the naughty ones, he punishes. What about you, boy? You've been good all year. And he like terrifies Billy at this point. He's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, Grandpa? Why are you saying this shit to me? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Like, Grandpa, what the little... fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, he has a bit of a moment. And it doesn't mm. help, too, that he does himself kind of look like Santa Claus in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which just adds yeah. more to the creep factor. But it was interesting because um, I don't know if you had it. Um, oh, I was watching the Blu-ray a while back. Um, I was watching the special features. And what's interesting about this scene 
at least for the screenwriter. Uh, the screenwriter said when he was writing the script to this film, uh, he took inspiration from uh, The Shining. And he said this okay. scene was directly, uh, he wanted, the, basically what he was trying to do with this scene is basically kind of set the tone for the film. And kind okay, of similar yeah. to how Dick O'Halloran did with um, Young Danny in their scenes together mm-hmm. when they're talking about The Shining. Okay. So basically this yeah. is, was he, the scene that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the film on how sort of dark and uh, like this story can be. That makes yeah. sense, actually, because mm. it is a very just like, I don't like yeah. this. <laughs> they get right into it, don't they? They're just yeah. like, here we go, here's this, here's that, death. And, it's and, like, also, <laughs> and also just how warped uh, the grandpa is, because you kind of wonder, like, what, and, I, and I've said this before in an audio commentary, like, what sort of led grandpa to this way of thinking? Did something traumatic happen to him when he was young that mm. made him think that? santa claus wants to punish people or was it something else so there's a lot of lingering questions that this scene offers with grandpa because this is the only scene he appears throughout Mm -hmm. this whole film yeah and you kind of just wonder like why are you what what is your thinking of this way like why are you like this like there's a lot of i'm like why are you fucking with this kid exactly why are you terrifying the little boy yeah yeah like are you did you have a bad time or are you just a sadist which one yeah Mm -hmm. um so they're on their way home and billy who you know has taken every word that grandpa has said to heart asks his Mm -hmm. mother if santa claus ever punished her when she was little and the mother's like you know who who told you this and she's like, oh, Billy says, oh, it was, it was Grandpa. And they're like, what? Grandpa doesn't even speak. Mm. But she calls Grandpa a silly old fool. Um, mm. To which Billy says, you shouldn't have said that. It's naughty to say things about old people. Santa Claus will punish you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, because kids at that age, because we've got nephews and nieces, um, yeah. Kids are very impressionable, and if you'd say oh, yeah. something like, oh, "Oh, Santa Claus is bad" and stuff like that, they really do take it to heart, mm-hmm. and they mm. get very sort of very serious about it, and to the yeah. point where they get so worked up that oh, that's yeah. all. Santa Claus is it... like, you cannot say anything bad about Santa Claus. Yeah, and so he does take Not it to heart. He, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, doing even though the mum is doing what she can to kind of like you know, it's you know, he's not grandpa's. Yeah, don't listen to him. He's silly, but now pretty much like. Billy just kind of takes grandpa's word for it. Mm. I did tell my nieces recently about Krampus. <laughs> I, um, I think grandpa They might had have a lot of confused. questions I couldn't answer. Yeah. My you nieces got... had a lot of questions I couldn't answer, so I was like, well, I, just let me come back to you on that one. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, maybe grandpa got confused with Krampus rather than yeah. Santa Claus. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe he's just an old, you know, old cunt who was like... I'm just gonna terrorize my grandkids because they yeah because it's funny because they just put me in this insane asylum nursing home thing yeah mm. and I'm like a 50 year old grandpa I don't know. like my own ass yeah who knows <laughs> maybe he was just a dickhead yeah I'm going with grandpa was a dickhead scarred this child's yeah. life yeah yeah so while they're driving home. A man in a Santa uh, Santa Claus suit robs a gas station at gunpoint and shoots the clerk uh, when he tries to fight back. 
He leaves, gets in his getaway car, which we later see is broken down and the, the family come across on the highway. They think he, I love it because the mum's like, oh, look at this. Like, here's Santa Claus. He must be on his mm. way to a party. Well, we should stop and, like, maybe he needs a tyre change. And the dad's like, should we wake Billy? But Billy's, like, yeah. Billy's awake and he's, like, shitting yeah. himself in the backseat being like, nah, fuck yeah. this. Santa's going to I don't want to see Santa, yeah. 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 See, this is the one time the parents should have listened to Billy. Yeah, they're like, no, don't stop, just keep going. And so when they pull over, they're actually approached by Santa, who pulls out a pistol with the intention to steal their car. Um, When Dad slams the car into reverse trying to escape, the man shoots him and kills him, and the car crashes into a ditch. Uh, Billy jumps out of the car, runs and hides in the bushes, while Santa drags his mother out of the car, and uh yeah isn't you know there's like he attacks the mother um uh, then ricky's crying in the car in the background and santa continues to look for billy yelling where are you you little bastard so he's terrified Mm. of santa he's just watched santa kill his dad uh basically rip the clothes off his mother with the intention to sexually assault her and then like stab her to death Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between wow. the grandpa scaring him about Santa, then this and then crook, actual Santa. <laughs> yeah, the crook dressed up as Santa, killing his parents, and you know, like, of course, this kid's gonna be fucking terrified of Santa. This kid needs, mm. you know, a lot of help because well, he's gonna be so. he's gonna be having a lot of PSD. But they don't recognize <laughs> any of that. Nah, they don't get that. Nah, no wrong. Um. Especially because both boys have survived and are now living in a Catholic orphanage. Billy is eight, Ricky's maybe three or four. Um, and they're in class and the the younger nun, Sister Margaret, asks Billy to uh, hang, her pitch, hang his picture on the board because they haven't seen his picture yet. Mm. and what does he hang up it's like this like really gruesome picture of like santa stabbing someone i think i think it was santa's head off and the reindeer's yeah. head was off i think yeah, yeah. there's like a head missing mm. there's like a knife um it and obviously um sister margaret is a little bit concerned and sends him to his uh to his room uh, the mother superior who comes in and sees a drawing sends him uh, to his room and the other children outside to play. She discusses this with Sister Margaret and she basically is saying to her that Billy knows what he saw, he's mentally unstable and he's getting worse and worse every Christmas. But Mother Superior is like, ah, don't worry about it. Billy's too young. We'll just beat, we'll beat it out of him. Mm-hmm. Don't worry what? about it. But I think it's interesting, though, with this film and how it sort of approaches, like, this, you know, having them in a Catholic orphanage. Like, it could easily have been, like, you know what, let's just basically, like, you know, make it a very sort of, you know, bash Catholicism and stuff like that. But I think yeah. what's interesting, though, with this scene is because you've got these two two nuns with different ideologies on how they want to approach Billy. Because, of course, mm. Mother Superior definitely feels like using harsh punishment yeah, to, which would have been very typical then. Yeah, yeah, and but then yeah. you have Sister Margaret, who actually is very concerned for Billy and actually is thinking of his well-being and actually wants to help yeah. him. But of course, you know, mm. 
Mother Superior has the final word and and it's unfortunate that Sister Margaret, even though she's doing as much as you can with good intentions, that she gets keeps getting shut shut down by Mother Superior. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's that thing. Um there's 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 no hate like Christian love. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, seen that a lot lately, and I was like, "Yep, I could definitely apply it to this because you know it's yeah. a, the seventies. Um, my, I think my aunt went to a Catholic school, and she she would have never had a very good time. But the rest of my family all were luckily enough to go to public schools. Um, but I know that the Catholic schools, you know, in the seventies and eighties were horrific. Mm. Even here." You're just like, what yeah. the hell? Imagine an orphanage run by nuns who... Yeah, imagine an orphanage, work. yeah, with, like, a mother superior acting fucking superior the way she does. Yeah, like, no. the ego trip and the, yeah. the power trip is so weird. Um, yeah, she's yeah. just, like, she doesn't want a bar of it, whereas, um, was it Sister Margaret? Sister Margaret, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where she actually is understanding that this kid has deep-seated trauma yeah, and it's trying they to find. Don't say the... that, but yeah, you know, we know what they're they're saying. We know what it is, especially yeah. you know nowadays we recognize these yeah. things for what it is. But you know, even she's just like not wanting like whatever Mother Superior thinks is best. And yeah, this is actually what I find really interesting. And while I I actually really like this film a lot, is that it goes from you know Billy with these traumas as a child. And it does go down this psychological um, route of things because Billy, his kind of breakdown is all this base to his childhood. And I don't think the message of the film is like Christmas is evil or it excuses someone's behaviour. It's kind of more about recognising this stuff before it gets to that end. And that's why I think it's actually quite a smart film. And it also plays around with, you know, the nature versus nurture thing, which you could go back to the grandpa yeah, kind of thing to where how this kid's treated after that, like, you know, yeah. what's going on, da, 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 da. But it also, I think, plays Billy very sympathetically because your villain is um, the Crooked Santa, who He's a killed the kid's child? Who, who killed? Well, the the Santa who killed you oh, know from the beginning. Yeah, who killed the kid's parents to Mother Superior, doing what she does yeah. to poor Billy. Like, yeah, okay, you know, you feel sorry for the poor kid. Oh yeah, I absolutely. I would even put a grandpa in that same category. It's like these three kind of yeah. evil people who kind of led Billy down All these this. evil things. Yeah. Yeah that kind mm. of influenced him and, mm. and to the point of breaking him down and breaking mm. down his psyche where he basically snaps and becomes a serial killer. Yeah. Well, he has like no sense. understanding of, mm. of how the world actually works. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think living in that, that orphanage with mother superior who did only treat him with violence, he's like, mm. violence only begets violence. Like, mm. <laughs> especially with people who, you know, um, experience something like complex post-traumatic stress disorder like yep. we yeah not now that i've been through a lot of therapy but i would mm. always meet violence with violence <laughs> like it's just yeah. how it works <laughs> yeah not for everybody not for everybody no but you know <laughs> there, there are certain ways you obviously learn to deal with things but yeah, yeah. as we as we progress through the film like mother superior and her punishments 
and what she tells him about certain things, it's not yeah. great because he's going to no. see those things and be like punished. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, basically, Sister Margaret has come to the acceptance that Billy will improve after Christmas has been and gone. Mm. Billy is out in the hallway. He's on his way to his room, but he's distracted when he hears noises coming from a closed room. He peeps through a keyhole to see two of the orphanage's older residents, their teenagers, naked and having sex, which gives him a flashback to the murders of his mother, remembering that his mother had been stripped by Santa Claus. Mother Superior catches him and throws him aside before entering the room to punish the teenagers. Now, she punishes them with a fucking belt, which Mm -hmm. terrifies me. I was never smacked with a belt as a child, uh, which I'm really grateful for, but the thought would terrify me. Like, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) I love how she just barges in, grabs the belt, and goes for it on both of them. It's like, okay, woman. Yeah, she's angry. Not to make light of the whole situation, but the guy's probably thinking, I could have should have taken off my pants now. I should have just left that belt on. <laughs> I yeah. should have just, ah, damn it. <laughs> it's like, did I really need that belt today? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can't have been that far to go to somewhere else outside the orphanage. That oh, sex. I know. Like, wouldn't that be a smarter <laughs> option? They, It's not fenced off. It's not like mm. they can't escape. <laughs> mm. Exactly. They probably could have just done it in the freaking down the road. Shed or something. It'd be easy. Or, exactly. Not that we're, mm-hmm. you know, shaving the, or victim blaming these people. It's just like, it's just the, just a funny kind of thing when you kind of think about it. Yeah, it's like they're... Or just how insane Mother Superior is. That. Yeah. yeah, especially exactly. in re- Yeah, especially in regards to sex. Because, again, we sort yeah. of talk about uh, the nature versus nurture sort of feeling about you know, violence reproduces violence. But I think also in a way this film could even be seen as uh, what happens when sexuality is repressed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or not exactly explained properly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because if you grow up in any kind of household, whether it's religious, non-religious and all that, but if you're in an environment that treats sex in a very negative way, Mm. of course, when you grow up, you're going to have negative feelings about sex and see it as wrong yeah. even though yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's nothing wrong it, it, it's like he could he, he at the at the end of the day he couldn't distinguish the difference between a sexual assault and yeah a sexual activity and yeah. he sees the same thing kind of happen in both times because you know the guy killed his mother and then mother superior beats the shit out of those two with a belt mm. and so they're it's like oh okay sex is bad yeah bad. you know mm. Um, mm. so, uh, Mother Superior approaches Billy out, um, in the, in the playground and she was going to punish him, but, mm. um, she basically explains to Billy, um, the teenagers were naughty. They were being punished. Um, they thought they wouldn't get caught. Uh, but you will always get caught. Like punishment is absolute punishment is good. Mm. Um, so she she whips him with a belt and before leaving his room and sends him mm-hmm. to bed. He later has a nightmare uh, about the murders of his parents and he runs into the hallway screaming. Mother Superior catches him and punishes him again by tying him to his bed. 
Mm. And that's hor- horrifying. These, these scenes, like, with the kid broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, it really gets to you because she's such a freaking horrible, horrible woman. Yeah. And, I mean, fantastic performance. Don't get me wrong. The character is... The performance helps makes it, you know, because yeah. she's just so good. But you feel for this poor freaking kid so much. You're yeah. like... I just want to rip her head off, go away, stop being mean, Mother Superior. Fuck mm. off. But, yeah, I guess, I look, yeah. being raised Catholic, I probably have my biases there <laughs> on a Catholic school dealing with, uh, you Nuns. know, all that. So, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, you yeah. turned out fine. Debatable, but there we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Might not have me, anything there's... to do with the school, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've come from sort of a, I come from a Catholic background and i went to catholic yeah. school for a few years um but my experience with nuns were as a bit i get more positive at least in my experience but i'm not gonna deny anybody else's experience as well yeah. i guess I, this was one of the lucky ones who had actually had nice nuns uh where, yeah. i dealt with yeah. the very not nice ones but yeah. there are very nice ones that i have met yeah you know i but, find like nuns yeah. are incredibly misogynistic hmm they can like, be. they have big issues with women. <laughs> but, I mean, like, the whole Catholic Church does. So, it does. It know. does. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, on Christmas morning, Santa Claus comes by. It's obviously not the real Santa Claus, everybody. Don't get excited. Mm-hmm. Billy is absolutely terrified, but Mother Superior forces him, kicking and screaming, to sit on Santa's lap. He... <laughs> Absolutely decks Santa. I Which love it. hilarious. It was so it's the best. Good. <laughs> um, and so he punches Santa right in the face and he runs back to his room to later poor be child. punished again. This yeah. poor kid. He's been Mother Superior. Mother Superior, what are you doing? She's yeah, I get it. Yeah, Mother Superior's way of thinking, at least her way of trying to help Billy mm. is basically throwing him into the deep end. while someone like you know sister margaret is more sort of like you know like taking more baby steps to kind of let's be kind be kind see it goes back to she's the um she's trying to nurture him yeah whereas mother superior is almost like the the nature side of things in a way yeah it's like just deal with it you'll be Mm. fine and that's yeah which is very interesting with that but um yeah that poor kid. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, we fast forward to spring 1984, a.k.a. the season of Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sister Margaret is 10 years older, and, uh, but looking a lot older <laughs> also. And she's talking to the manager of a toy store, Mr. Sims. And she's talking about how, you know, we've got this this boy billy he's 18 he's ready to work he's got to leave the orphanage he's got to go into Mm. the real world and sims is like oh no this isn't for a boy this is for a man and i love how they introduce billy as like this sex symbol almost (laughs) i was like hello (laughs) yeah i'm confused about what kind of movie it is (laughs) yeah it's like you see like the first two hearts because you know billy's played by couple different actors at different ages in this film and then you yeah. see him mm. as like five years old and then i believe he was i think it was uh, eight eight years old eight and you ten. see how yeah. sort of troubled and terrified he is 
And then you see like 18 year old Billy and you're like, damn, Billy's hot. <laughs> as a hetero man i can even admit that it's like damn he's a good looking dude. what but a you... good looking 1984 styled man and did they and but none even of the mr act... sims is like damn and i was like what is this movie <laughs> but then the, whole, then the whole movie goes like a Start to get a little bit silly, where basically after yeah. that, mm. like the montage over the next few months while Billy's yeah. working at this Toy Story plays off like the opening credits for a TV sitcom. It does. It's weird. <laughs> it's like so weird. Out and he's like getting like, like even the music and the, the, the way music. that it's shot and the things yeah. that he's doing. I was like, what, am, what is happening? It's so funny. It's so like, uh, it's a bit cheesy. Mm. But um, Billy kind of looks like, um, what's his name? Mark Paul Gosler from um, Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris. Oh, yeah. That's what he always reminds me of. Far out. Like a pre-Zach Morris, Zach Morris. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Damn, I love that show. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's interesting for me about... uh, the performance like i think uh robert brian wilson who plays billy he's really good in this film and mm, it kind of is, yeah. is sad to me because like i know because what which we haven't talked about yet is the controversy behind this film when it came out because since it was like marketed having like a killer santa claus like a lot of parents groups uh, got up Hated. in arms <laughs> and even like I'll say film critic extraordinaires like Siskel and Eva were really despised this film and even to the point where they actually I think from I remember they actually put it like on their show like put out the numbers for all people who worked on this film so people can tell them how horrible they were for making this film they basically Um, doxed them yeah very much and holy shit And of course, wow. this movie opened the same weekend as A Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare and actually Street. Yeah. made more money, but then the movie was pulled after a few days. And then, of course, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street ended up being, you know, the big yeah. hit after that. But what I don't understand about parents' groups is nobody mm. is forcing you to watch this movie and nobody is making your children watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why it, where it came from was because they started showing the trailers to this film, like in the afternoon during times when kids' cartoons oh. and stuff were on and it terrified and freaked out kids and upset Good. them. And, <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. and um, I mean, the movies, like the controversy was so bad that uh, yeah. uh, Robert Brian Wilson became ashamed of the movie and he even told people not to go see it. And it's what? only now in recent years that he's finally embraced it. But at the time, like, I think because the oh, controversy God. really got to him. But I think he's really good in this whole film. He yeah. is. I actually think he's really good. And I think, um, you know, the film as a whole, as I've said, like, I th- actually think it's a really good film. I think it's yeah. a a bona fide 80s horror classic, but I think it it dives in a lot deeper than what other slashes were doing because this goes down that really psychological route. And I believe the actress that played Mother Superior says she was really disappointed with how the film was marketed, that it focused on this killer in a Santa suit when there's there's so much more in this film. There's all this psychological Mm. stuff to it and... I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
It's um, and, it's really disappointing that they were like, this is a Christmas horror. And it's like, no, it's a horror mm. and it's a psychological horror and a slasher mm. that just so happens to happen on Christmas. And this kid has trauma associated with Santa. Mm. And that was yeah. the thing, because I only watched this film like the first time two years ago. And like, I'd heard mm. about it ever since I was young. Because I remember even my siblings talking about, oh, there's this killer Santa Claus film called Silent Night, <laughs> Deadly Night. And I saw the odd clip here and there. I just assume, oh, it's just, you know, another... And I love slasher films, don't get me wrong, but I just thought, oh, it's just another standard slasher where the killer just happens yeah. to be wearing a Santa Claus suit, which this whole controversy makes me laugh because it's not the first horror film to have a killer Santa no. Claus. No! Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Christmas Evil, Tales from the Crypt, and a few others had yeah. killer Santa Claus mm. clauses in it. But, um, but, but I watched, finally sat down to watch it. I was actually, like incredibly surprised how more thought-provoking mm. and interesting yeah. it is and how it's yeah. more psychological than just yeah, a, I, mean, I mean it still delivers mm. as being a straight-up slasher but there's a lot mm. more interesting elements to it that make it better than there is of- and that's really what got me to be a fan of this film because it this mm. was one of my very early 31 days of horror films from like over 10 years ago oh wow when I first started <laughs> that tradition this was one of the first ones and I've been a fan of it ever since uh, because it was just so different and it offered something a lot different and it again like we go back to the controversy like we had black christmas in the 70s yeah Yeah. it's a horror movie set at christmas that didn't kick a stink it was this one it was Mm. because there wasn't a kid's mythological man yeah you know empty just ridiculous for kids so just ridiculous i vote more horror movies would be christmas centric oh absolutely I've been trying to find more um, because I want to do there's like... There's quite a few. There's a lot. I, and, we, I, we will talk about it at the end because I've been watching some. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a scene where um, Billy goes into the warehouse and he's talking with Andy, the warehouse clerk. Fuck and- Andy. <laughs> who, who looks like a very young Joe Pesci. That's, that's who he reminds me of every time I watch this film. I didn't even see them, but now I think about it, I'm like, oh, yep. Um, and it's like Christmas time, so Billy's a little bit agitated because, you know, there's fucking Santa Claus imagery everywhere, tinsel. Um, Andy is basically giving Billy a hard time about it. Because he's a dickhead. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to level with you. When you came here a couple of months ago, you were an all right kid, but all of a sudden you got this fucking attitude problem, snapping me all at the time. You're staring off into space like some moon goon. And, you know, Billy's like, look, will you will you just leave me alone? Because obviously it's Christmas, but he's the only one who knows about his Christmas-related trauma. Mm. Which is uh which is yeah. fair, you know, it's um it's it's the eighties. We knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, and mm. of course we know like better now on how, you know, trauma is a very much a big thing that mm. needs to be talked and discussed. But this is around a time and particularly in the early 80s or even in the earlier scenes uh, in the 70s, mm. like trauma wasn't this kind of thing that anyone talked about. And people were like, yeah. oh, you just had a bad experience, just shrug it off and move on with your life. Yeah, that's, 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 that was the mentality is just shrug it off. Like, you know, from going through, you know, a lot of the wars in uh, the 20th century, it's like, yeah, there's an actual thing called PS- PTSD here. Hello? Mm. You know, just because you're seeing it very common in war veterans, 
doesn't mean yeah. it's just because of that. A lot of different things can traumatize you and give you PTSD. Mm. And this film actually, you know, it does actually tap into what it is like to have PTSD in a way um, because you get the flashes and stuff. And I think it actually yeah. handles that really well. Um, yeah. in terms of how it does it. And we've actually brought this up before on other films we've watched that have um, uh, had PTSD and we've, you know, commended them for actually sort of showing that. But, again, the film is not saying if you have PTSD you're going to become a murderer. No. This is what <laughs> happens if maybe you, you, you know, get some help. People need to recognise yeah. these things. Yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. about getting help before it goes too far. Not necessarily yeah. that you'll actually become a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Unless this is no, the okay. very extreme. Um, my CPT PTSD did not make me a murderer. Really sorry to disappoint that we know all about. horror yeah. mm. that you know about. about murderer <laughs> of chop chip cookies. Um, <laughs> that sounds more like me. Cookies. Those poor chop tip. Uh, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tongue twister. Up, so that, yes, part of me. I love chop chip chop cookies. Chip cookies. Chop chip cookies. Yay! <laughs> Too many scenes for my liking, but anyways. Um. <laughs> so um, the worst possible thing happens to Billy. Uh, Sims discovers that the guy who was meant to play Santa uh, Claus has hurt himself and Billy must replace him. So they dress Billy up as Santa Claus. Um, there's parents at the store talking about how good he is with the kids. Obviously, he is... Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, he's actually frightened them into silence with warnings of punishment yeah. because that's what he's, Santa does. He's been doing the talk that Grandpa gave to him. Yeah. And because in Billy's warped mind, Santa is evil. Yeah. And the kids just don't know what to do. But, you know, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, you got fucking Andy. Put him in the Santa costume because right? this is going to psychologically break Billy. And it does. And it mm. does. And yeah. also, like, Mr. Sims should have known better because, like, it, it like we find out later that he knew about He was aware, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he should have known better than to put Billy in there. But, that, you know, so. maybe, maybe because we don't see what happened in that 10 years, maybe Billy mm-hmm. kind of handled things a bit better, yeah. but he wasn't, you know, maybe someone who's got a, a big trauma with Christmas shouldn't be working in retail. Yeah. Yeah. Not- Sister Margaret, you should have done better, honey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I think. As much as I do love Sister Margaret <laughs> in this film and the fact that she's helping out, this is a case where, and I've said this before, like even uh, in a Silent Night, Deadly Night commentary uh, we did for uh, supermarcy.com back in the day, um, that this is a movie about people's lapses in judgment when it comes to... Oh, yeah. big time, yeah. Mm. Because, you know, like, oh, you know, time. she probably thinks, oh, get Billy out, working in a toy store. And, like, she probably thinking, mm. oh, well, he's kind of maybe in the past 10 years, he's probably got a better handle on yeah. stuff with Christmas and probably didn't think much of it. But I guess in hindsight, knowing where the story goes in the end, she probably thought, yeah, maybe <laughs> I should have put him in a complete... But then again, which short shop does not celebrate Christmas? So... Yeah. What, what I mean, don't get a job in retail, really. <laughs> exactly. Just send him to the, like, the, the, um, the lumber yard or something. But yeah. yeah. What's what's interesting, and I don't know if this was an added scene. I think it was an added scene, mm. one of the previously deleted scenes where he's actually having like a a sex dream. 
okay. of the woman he works with, and he's got a very hairy ass. I was very shocked. <laughs> I was like, whose hairy ass is that? I'm like, that can't be an oh. 18 year old's ass. Oh, it is. Hmm. All right. Well, the rest of him looks fine. That's all right. But, you know, he's having, <laughs> he's having this dream. He's having this dream, and I f- figured like this was kind of an important scene. So he obviously has that sexual desire, but when his dream is getting into it, his dream comes in where Santa is stabbing him and slashing him. Yeah. I'm like, that's actually quite an important scene and the gore was not that, that fucking gory. They you show tits everywhere, you don't oh, care. No. But that, that, that gets cut out. I'm like, that's kind of important because it shows how he relates that sexuality yeah stuff as well i Back think even punishment. more so yeah um tits are fine as long as they're not breastfeeding children mm-hmm. as long as they're not feeding mm-hmm. children mm. don't n- not for what they're intended for mm. all right tits are fine as long as they're not for what they're actually meant for yeah pretty much <laughs> i've seen a lot of discourse lately about uh women shouldn't be breastfeeding in public and it's like did Obviously, you you were bottle fed because look how stupid you are. Uh, no, actually, that's not what I mean. That's a horrible thing to say. But... I was like, I sadly, I had to be bottle fed, but you yes, know, so was I. It wasn't. It wasn't because I hated boobies. I was bottle fed because of this whole like boobs aren't boobs are sex. They're not for feeding children. So my mum, my mum bottle fed all of us. I'm pretty sure. There's six of us. I know, with the way people think, it's like, I just kind of want to have a baby so I can breastfeed in front of everyone. Just to piss them <laughs> just off. To piss and be like, off. I'm feeding my child. Piss off. Look at me, nipple. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I'll yeah. spray you with my breast milk. Go oh, away. Stop so staring. That oh, would actually happen. Beat's laughing because he knows I would do the exact same. Well, I, would I just feel very awkward in this conversation right about now. <laughs> <laughs> but you would, you would breastfeed, obviously, if you had the. Oh, if I was a woman, yes, of course. Yeah, exactly. See. Um... <laughs> and you'd spray the milk in people's faces who were judgmental. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, I need to learn there. some trick shots. Yep, yep. <laughs> you giving me the eye? How about a bit? How about this in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> I wish my sister was more like that. My sister would just make really awkward eye contact with people who were staring just at her while she staring, was like... And it was like older men. It always sister... is. And then and oh. then it's the, the wife or something who's like, stop doing that. Oh, what a whore for showing her boob while she's breastfeeding. It's like people need oh, yeah. to get rid of this mentality. And oh, it's so weird. <laughs> This is an interesting uh, off-topic conversation we're having. It is. We're talking about boobs. Because the the film didn't shy away from the boobs. Yes. No, they definitely did not. (laughs) Um, It's uh, closing time at Christmas Eve and Sister Margaret calls the store to ask Billy and basically see how he's coming along because it's Christmas. Uh, Andy tells her that he's dressed as Santa Claus and she's like, oh, fuck. No, oh, she knows this is not do good. that. You fucking idiots! What are you doing? Yep. I spent the last ten years making him better, and you've gone and fuck yep. it up. You've put him I in a fucking did. Santa suit. Yep. Um, and it's actually, like the same Santa suit. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very similar. Even the gloves and the the uh, embellishments on the, the bells. gloves, and yeah. Because all the suits had the bells, and I'm like, every single Santa suit in this film must be the same because they all have the bells, they and I've never noise. seen, I've never seen a Santa suit with like the bells on it. 
That might mm. be an American thing, maybe. I don't know. I've seen the mm. bells on like ornaments and stuff, yeah. or on the reindeer's little collars, but not on Santa that I can remember. Mm. I've only mm. seen Santa carrying a bell, like the bell. Yeah. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. yeah. Yeah. As uh, um, somebody who had to dress up as Santa Claus, that's what I did. I had the bell. Oh, I'd like I had to, to do that. For, I had to do that for one of my old jobs back in the. Couple, would have been about 10 years back. I had to dress up as Santa yeah, but Claus. Didn't you dress up as Santa um, purposely because you had Christmas in July? Yes. <laughs> I yeah, remember Christmas you in, I got that yeah, costume. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was like, uh, yeah, it was a Christmas in July. No, no, it wasn't Christmas in July. It was, I did dress up as something for Christmas in July as Santa Claus, but it was a, I dressed up in, um, a, it was a summer thing. Like a summer oh. party, dress up as something from the summer, and I thought to go against the grain because I knew everyone's oh. going to dress up. But I dressed up as Santa Claus, and I had the full suit. That's right. Yeah, because like we have Christmas in big, summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the big hat. Just for and it just happened to be to an that. incredibly <laughs> hot day, and I had a few people even come up to me. It's like, man, are you okay? Do you need to sit down? Do we you need to put the aircon on? Because it's probably. <laughs> I won, I won best dress, so I can't complain too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, awesome. afterwards, we went out. I was still wearing the suit and the amount oh, of people no. who wanted to sit on my lap. <laughs> but the ironic part was it was all men. <laughs> and and I was you're like, like all is... right, let's go, Sonny. <laughs> I mean, I was disappointed because I was, like, was going to be like, hello, ladies, you were um, Santa Claus, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> But no, that's not what happened at all. It's maybe because like, you said you called. They thought you called them hoes, and the the ladies were like, "Oh, he's calling me a hoe." No, and then the men were like, "Oh, I like hoes." I don't know. Oh, jeez. I want hoes for Christmas. Yes. Um, yeah. Where's my hoes, Santa? <laughs> um, uh, after the store has closed up. Mr. Sims decides to, he literally says, let's get this party started. And I was waiting for that pink song to like kick I know, right? (laughs) Uh, But I was like, yes, uh, I just had a little moment then when that happened in the movie. I think he's just like, let's get shoot faced. (laughs) And I turned to my fiance and I'm like, that's you. (laughs) It's exactly something he would do because he doesn't, he's not. He doesn't watch horror, but he somehow decided to watch this. I'm like, babe, it's you. It's you. Because he would it. be like the one who like finishes work of five, like, let's get shit face. I'm too old to drink. And <laughs> Mr. Sims, I mean, you're doing all right if you're still yeah, able he, to do it at your he age. Can hold, he can hold more booze than I can because I barely <laughs> drink anymore. No, nah, me neither. Um, <laughs> everyone's having a good time. And it look, it's nice, just an awkward party to me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Good. everyone's awkward because you're all working yeah. together and you all work together and you've been together all day and now you're getting yeah. shit face together and it just doesn't seem like fun to me. But I think um, that's I think that's like a, it's definitely a retail thing. It's like, fuck, the Christmas rush is over. Let's just get fucked yeah. up, man. We used to do that in <laughs> hospitality. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's just a thing you can relate to. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck this, but I get you. It's like, do you really want to keep hanging out with these people who you've seen no. for heaps? For like, like all fucking, day, the entire I'm like, year. I'm fucking out of here to get shit-faced at home. <laughs> fuck you guys. Have, um, don't you people have families you need to go to? <laughs> go fucking home. 
Um, <laughs> Billy's still in his Santa suit. And he's quite, you know, off on another planet because he's thinking yeah. about his parents' murders, obviously, because mm. it's that time of year again. Uh, Sims gets incredibly drunk and tries to cheer up Billy. And I think he dances. He does like a, he said, I don't know, he sings he's, him a song or something. It was very really bloody weird and awkward. He's like everyone's awkward uncle at a Christmas oh party God, that you yes. try to avoid. The one that you yeah. don't want to invite, but your mum's like, oh, is Uncle Steve coming? And you're just like, yeah. no. And he's just like, oh, well, I told him it started at one. What? Yeah. It's like, damn it, we all didn't want that bloke here. Fuck, there's a reason he's not here, mum. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy and Pamela go into the back room and Billy, who is seemingly a little drunk himself, believes mm. um because sims tells him that he's going to be santa claus yeah he basically it's like he's the little boy again with grandpa that he takes yeah. what he says to heart and you mm. definitely see you're like dude what the fuck are you saying to this kid like come on man <laughs> yeah sorry there's children screaming outside my window i was like what the hell oh. is that <laughs> Anyway, um, so he goes out the back and sees that Andy is becoming incredibly aggressive with Pamela and has ripped her shirt open. Seeing Again, this gives him... tits. Yeah, tits. Flashback mm. to um, his mm. mother's murder and finally flicks him over the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, Billy kind of believes that he is Santa Claus and I think this yeah. is where he's taking on his role of punishing the naughty people or children yeah. and he sees all of these people that he's going yeah. to punish as children yeah um yeah i think it's like his complete breakdown of yeah. he cannot un- distinguish reality anymore yeah for, at absolutely. least for me that's how i take it but yeah, yeah no i absolutely yeah. agree mm. um mm. he kills andy by hanging him from a string of christmas lights which i thought was quite cr- quite creative it's a really cool kind of like kill from like yeah. a horror slasher like just hang and i'm like fucking billy you've been in the gym for 10 years mate you're strong yeah, i was gonna Fuck say like, hanging him up, mate. super strength <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like as soon as he sort of has his psychotic break and takes on this persona as an evil santa claus it's like he gets these superpowers from nowhere yeah. he's, he's incredibly strong he can lift people up over there his head and mm, stuff yeah. like that it's a- he's a little bit supernatural at this point yeah yeah, almost. But, you know, because he kills Andy and Andy's clearly a fucking rapist, there's no remorse there from the I audience. Sorry. I you're like, no, I fuck that guy. Fuck you, you creep. Hmm. However, uh, Pamela doesn't deserve mm. to be killed. Uh, she freaks out and Billy, mm. who saw the, uh, the situation mm. unravel, cuts her open with a utility knife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I hate yeah, like, box oh. cutters so much. Yeah, yeah. same. I don't like them. Ooh, especially watching, uh, because I've cut like my hands open on them by accident, yeah. like working in a warehouse and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, fucking hell. So like the thought of cutting deeper than just like my top layers of skin mm, like, makes me yeah. feel sick. <laughs> it's gross. Mm. But you kind of feel for her because she didn't really do yeah. anything wrong. It was the fact that she's like, you're crazy. And he's like, nobody calls me crazy while I go crazy. Yeah, don't you call me crazy while I'm behaving crazy. Yeah. Um, 
Sims uh, goes to investigate what's happening in the back and Billy kills him with a claw hammer. Now, this is one of my favourite weapons of choice for serial killers and, uh, like, horror movie killers. Anything with a claw hammer, I'm in. Mm. I'm down. Yeah. I know. It always looks really cool, too. Yeah. But it seems to me like it's a practical kind of weapon, It is. Absolutely. Mm. It's super practical. And it's um, one of the cooler-looking shots, too, when you see the yeah. hammer just, like, in the guy's head. Oh, it does look pretty brutal. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Mrs. Randall's, Mrs. Randall, uh, realising that she's basically been left at the party alone, uh, goes looking for everybody and finds Mr. Sims dead. She tries to leave. Uh, uh, the door's locked, because obviously Billy's like, ah, fuck you, I'm locking you all in here and I'm going to hunt you down and kill you all in this store. Uh, when she goes to, you know, ring the police on the phone, Billy chases her with a double, uh, like a double-edged axe, which I mm. think is also a very cool weapon. Mm. Especially in, it, it, like, it's just shot really interestingly in this film. Like, the mm. way that they, um, you know, are like, uh, there's a few scenes where they do some really cool stuff with the axe. Yeah, with the, like, blood on the axe and stuff. Yeah. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um... Mrs. Randall hides from Billy, who uh, who she jumps out, and I love that she pushes him and takes his axe. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like fucking got some balls, hey. She's like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> but this is my second favorite kill. Billy picks up a bow and arrow and shoots her with yeah. an arrow through her entire midsection, like it and goes I'm- all the way in. I'm like, so they sell fucking bows and arrows at this toy store? Like yeah, functional like ones? Store. Like Jesus. Well. <laughs> you know, for just... It's America. They yeah. probably have guns in there too. Mm. Yeah, so they probably sell like freaking handguns in there. During yeah. the, the NRA probably got all their guns in kids' toy stores. In the toy store, well. yeah. <laughs> But it, it takes me aback because I'm like, where'd you fucking get that? Where'd you learn to shoot that, mate? <laughs> he knows everything. On? He's got the superpowers happening. He does. He's got bow and arrow skills. Exactly. He does. I, I guess what's interesting for me about this film, as compared to other slasher films, especially at the time, like the actual slashing part of it doesn't really come into the movie till four, mm. like over yeah. 40 minutes into it. Yeah. Mm. But they call they do a really cool way of uh, setting up the story to make it mm. still a little bit creepy and a little yeah. bit scary, you know, especially with yeah. the attack and murder of his family, the grandfather, mm. the orphanage is really creepy, um, and the way that they also film like certain scenes in the orphanage make it feel like a really bad place to be, and so yeah. you yeah. get those vibes before the kills all yeah. start. You're like, this isn't yeah. going to go well, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, like I said earlier, like this screenwriter was inspired by The Shining, so that's what he did for mm. one of the first half, and then I think in his, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, it, what he said, basically he said, like, once the slasher part came in, that cut, that section basically just wrote itself, so. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and it'd and, be so um, much fun to write a slasher. Oh, yeah. That'd be so much fun. I've written yeah. some in the past, and <gasps> I'm currently writing one at the moment that that's has a awesome. bit of an in- that's inter- having an uh, interesting twist in it. But, I'm uh, in. Yeah. I don't know if I should reveal it or not. Let's just say it happens when a zombie apocalypse is happening. That's about all I'm going to say about it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um, anything could happen then. 
Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, but also another thing, and, and while watching this film the first time, what really reminded me, like I was thinking like, what the structure of this movie, what does this structure remind me of? And then I realized oh, it's the same kind of structure that Rob Zombie did for his Halloween remake. Yeah. Mm. You got yeah. The, him as a kid in the first half, then you got yeah. him like in the, like in the same asylum, hashtag. Yeah hash like the orphanage and then of course you got the actual flasher part in yeah the killing part yeah Yeah. it it kind of does follow he does follow that kind of basic thing Mm. which is interesting that you know because i don't mind his halloween film i like his first halloween film halloween 2 i was like "Eh." and i do like rob zombie films and i I. have you guys been watching behind 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 the monsters oh i haven't Um, shut up I've watched the first couple. Yeah, the Michael Myers episode. They absolutely mm. fucking rip. They on. ripped it a new oh, asshole. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, I like those movies. Hey, what the I was fuck? Like, I like the first one. What's going on? How I was rude. like, Oh, I was like, Look, personally, I don't like the first Halloween, the original, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrilege, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say more like, um, even though I haven't seen that episode yet, but I mean, I can get why some people wouldn't complain about Rob Zombie's yeah. take on Michael Myers, but at the same time, though, it's just a different interpretation. It's also mm. Rob Zombie. What were you expecting? Yeah. Mm. If like, there's not know, carnage, it's not Rob Zombie. Yeah. Mm. And also, like, if it's you know, not hillbilly carnage, it's not Rob mm. Zombie. Yeah. I mean, why can't two versions of Michael exist? Like the one where yeah. it's like this kind of personification of evil, like an yeah. undefeatable force, and also just a regular guy who just basically just kills people. Yeah. He's just no... a serial killer. Yeah. You know, yeah. both what's, can exist. What's so wrong? Yeah. Exactly. Or you know, someone no controlled by a weird cult or some shit whatever exactly was, trying that to do. F- was that three or five and six four five and yeah, six well, yeah. Uh, yeah no because was... six is jason goes to hell <laughs> michael myers not jason oh sorry um i was thinking of fucking number six of friday 13th i haven't seen number six of halloween that's why i was like isn't that when he goes yeah. to it's, hell it's a no, bizarre I haven't seen one it. Yeah. Okay, it's everyone does say that. And I still yeah. haven't yeah. watched it. I have seen yeah. one, two, and three, and then Rob Rob Zombie's ones, and then all mm. the new ones. So yep. but also everyone should go watch Jason Goes to Hell. Yes. And Jason Takes Manhattan. That's also a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Friday 13th. Look, it's 8 52 p.m. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I love that Billy just like unlocks the door and just waltzes out with his axe. He's like, "All right, see you later, guys. Bye." Yeah, he just piss pieces out of there. He's like, like mm, "Bye." And then Sister Margaret arrives yeah. like moments later. I know. I'm like, dude, why didn't we five there? minutes early? Love, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> why didn't you like? Did you drive? Did you walk down here? What are you doing? No idea. Um, Sister I- Margaret basically becomes the set Doctor Loomis of this section. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah. I watching this movie, I was like, "This is Halloween. <laughs> this is this <laughs> yeah. entire section is all Halloween." Because there's even a scene where she has a gun, and I was like, "It's Doctor Loomis." Yeah. <laughs> um, in the next scene, we see two policemen who are talking about how they have uh, they have orders to pick up uh, a Santa Claus. Mm. And one of the officers says, can you believe this? It's Christmas Eve and we got orders to bring in Santa Claus. It's um, a bad bit of dialogue. 
it's so bad, but I kind of enjoy it as well because yeah. when they uh, they spot a man in a Santa suit climbing up it's a funny. ladder yeah. into a second floor window of a house, and they like fucking just bust into this house. They don't yeah. knock. They don't let the people know who they are. Like there's nope. no knock, 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 police. They just they're in. They running up the stairs. The wife is like, "What's going on here?" I died laughing in this scene because I was like, <laughs> that poor family, because it was I know, just right? the dad wanting to surprise it's his the kid. Dad trying to trick the kid into being Santa. Like, like leave the presents or whatever. They really fucking ruined that for, yeah. for that girl. But the cops were like, oh. Look at like a sitcom like reaction. Yeah. You know, like you're waiting for the audience laugh to get looped in and it Exactly. <laughs> you're waiting for the laugh track type Um next we see Denise and her boyfriend Tommy making out on top of a pool table. For no, some no. reason. Why not? Because it's like I like 32 and my back pain. <laughs> I was Both just like, like oh. Yeah, oh. I'm sort of like thinking about it now. It's like it is a bit of a you know, climb up to get on top of a pool table. But you also, they had all the balls on there. What if you lie down on one of those freaking Put your knee balls? on one of them? Oh, Yeah, like, what the hell? Fine. And it's, um, Leanna Quigley is the girl, so. <laughs> she is. <coughs> it is too. Um, so her younger sister, Cindy, comes down the stairs. She's got her tits out and she's like, don't come down here, we're doing makeup. She just wants to stay at work. We're doing makeup. We're doing homework. Doing homework. <laughs> um, and it. she just wants to stay up to see fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. And she's like, if you don't go to bed, um, Santa Claus isn't going to go. He's not going to visit. He's going to, you're naughty and he won't, be, he won't come here. Yeah. He's like, cool. Santa won't come if you don't go to sleep. And then the boyfriend's like, Santa ain't the only one. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like if you don't go to bed, Santa's not coming. And I was like, yeah, he's like, like I, I he ain't the all... only one. And I I'm mean, like, oh, fuck, dude. Take the sex out. We could all relate to this scene about you go to bed or Santa Claus is not coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> go to bed or there's no Santa ever. Oh, I miss my parents yelling that at me. I was too <laughs> smart for them. I was like, Santa's not even real. And they'll be like, your siblings are asleep. <laughs> Imagine if they heard you. Yeah, because I'm like uh, ten years older than my youngest brother and sister, so oh. I was a fuck of a kid. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell them that the Easter Bunny and the fairy, Tooth Fairy and Santa's not real. Ooh. How do you feel about that, Mum? How do you feel about that? I feel about that, Mum and Dad. Yeah. Oh, it's just Mum. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Mum? My I dad remember... only had two kids. <laughs> I I remember once this was years back when um my. Because my nephew, he was getting older, and I knew at some point he's going to find out about the truth about Santa Claus. So I thought to kind of prepare him, I was like, you know, uh, Santa Claus, he doesn't bring you presents when you're an adult. He only brings you yeah. presents when you're a kid. So mm. like, and then he said to me, "Oh, Uncle Babe, that's sad. Santa Claus should give adults presents. He can get them all vacuum cleaners." <laughs> I'm thinking, is that what you think all adults want is a vacuum cleaner? Actually, fuck yeah, I wouldn't mind a new vacuum cleaner this shit. Santa. Actually, if you asked me 10 years ago, I'd be like, really, a vacuum cleaner? But I'm like, actually, I would like a new vacuum cleaner. Now, 
I do not yeah. have $900 to spend on a Dyson, so yeah. Santa better be paying it, coughing up. My but, uh, Recently, my sister and brother-in-law were talking about Santa, um, and they were saying Santa because they were sitting on the couch, and Lucy, my eldest niece, who is seven, was on her iPad on, like, their opposite couch, and she listens to everything. Mm. And so they're like, oh, you know, Santa will get this, and Santa can do this, and, you know, maybe Santa can bring that for Luna. And there was a pause, and Lucy goes, Mum and Dad, I know everything. And my sister's like, she called me and she's like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Does, she, does that mean she knows that Santa's not real? What, do, what does that mean, Catherine? And I was like, I don't know. What does that mean? I was like, I don't know. Why'd you seven-year-old? No, she was just so cryptic. Because they were talking about Christmas and Santa Claus and Santa Claus photos. And my, my niece is just like... I know everything. I know everything. And you, and you just don't want to confirm it either way just to make <laughs> you just sure. just leave that alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, okay, that's a creepy kid moment. Okay. We're not acknowledging um, that. <laughs> what are you, okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My nieces are quite interesting. <laughs> uh, Denise hears her cat outside and tells uh, Tommy to wait. She's going to go up and let the cat in. Uh, she puts on in some incredibly short shorts. She should have just gone up in her underwear. They're the same thing at this point. Yeah, I don't get the choice. She could have just—it's just underwear. I, I don't get why she went to go answer the door without with her boobs out. Like, mm. but I, I do love—I do love the scene because the cat comes in. It's like, oh, come in. and then all of a sudden, Ricky, Santa's Billy like, comes out oh. like, it yeah. just makes <laughs> it, it just jumps out of nowhere. I know it's meant to be yeah. like a jump scare mode, but it actually makes me laugh because it's like it the way funny. he says it. It's like punish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's so monotone in how he speaks that i actually had to go back and watch scenes so i could be like what the fuck did he say <laughs> like i need some like vocal tone so i know what you said but i love that i love the scene with her trying to get her cat to come inside because she's like well if you don't come inside you're gonna be out the whole night and then all of a sudden the cat's like Meep, and like comes yep. inside and i was like yeah. <laughs> I have that exact same experience with my cat. If everyone goes to my Twitter, can see a Christmas photo of us together. No, I did see that photo. It was cute. Yes. Uh, My cat is incredible. Because everyone's like, how did you do this? And I was like, my cat is friends with everybody. (laughs) Like, she don't care. (laughs) The dogs there didn't even bother her. She was just like, suckers, I'm a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Denise slams the door right in Billy's face, but he obviously, you know, axes right through that thing. And he chases her into their living room where they have this big struggle. And he he is really super strong because the way that he picks up Denise, and even in this struggle, yeah. like, Denise puts up an incredible fight. Mm. I actually really enjoyed the, chore- the like, how they choreographed that scene. I was like, this is actually, I, is she actually fighting for her life? Because she looks like it. Yeah, you could say so. She did a great job. (laughs) Uh, Billy picks up Denise and impales her on the antlers of a deer that is hung uh, on one of their walls. And this is a scene where I was like, Hannibal took this. They did this in Hannibal. I remember remember this scene. Mm. Uh, And it was even, I think it was even during Christmas that this took place in Hannibal. Don't quote me on that. Um, But yes, there is a scene where they... Uh, like a victim is impaled. I'm pretty sure mm. it's in Hannibal. Maybe it's Halloween. 
It sounds like like... it'd be something in Hannibal because they do a lot with the antlers and Mm. wendigos and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I think it might have been in Hannibal, but I also know, like, maybe because we did this film recently for one of our podcasts, Marcy, is uh, Salem's Lot had a scene like that. Oh, really? I haven't seen Salem's Lot in forever. So I only remember small bits and pieces out of it. It's one of my favourite movies, but I was like, "Mm, I haven't, like, watched it and watched it, watched it for a long time. Yeah. Tommy, who is downstairs, had no idea what is going upstairs, and he's just <laughs> nope. playing pool, and he's like, oh, fuck, I better go in and check on Denise, hey. He finds the door smashed down, the cat just hanging out, and he's like, what's going on? And the cat's just like... Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's like me with my cat. I'll like come into my room, and I'm like, Pickles, true crime? And her face is just like, nothing, and I'm like, true crime, cool. That's what we're, wa- <laughs> that's what we're watching tonight. And she's just like, no response. She's just like, fuck like, off. Whatever. uh he goes upstairs and runs into billy he puts up quite a fight but billy gets a hold of him and throws him out the window uh apparently when he lands outside he broke his neck but all we see is when billy goes outside oh sorry uh we will get to that in a sec because i think it looks really cool uh, Cindy comes out of her room and she's so fucking stoked that Santa is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, fuck yeah, Santa. Hey. Um, and he really like, loves Santa in this movie. Yeah. I was like, is Santa really that enjoyable? I don't remember. No. Does Santa yeah, well. really spark that much joy? Well, to be fair, to be fair, the guy in the Santa Claus ho- costume is quote unquote hot. <laughs> So, like, hello. so everyone's like, ah, hot Santa. It's a, sex, it's a sexy Santa. Sexy Santa. Oh, they're like sexy Santa, of course. Oh, got it. Um, <laughs> Billy asks Cindy if she's been good, and she's like, uh, yeah, of course I have. So he gets a present out of his pocket and puts it into this little girl's hand. Um, it's the utility knife that he used to kill Pamela. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, oh, a box cutter. How lovely. <laughs> oh, cool. What the fuck? Um... Uh, we see Billy go outside and uh, Tommy is outside on the lawn with like these massive shards of glass like in his head and his Yeah, I'm like, where did that come from? I thought that looked really cool. (laughs) I bet it was sugar glass. (laughs) Yes. Question, can you eat sugar glass? I have no idea. Can you lick it? Ooh. I don't know. I don't, I've never I, tried. I, these are questions I need to ask Google after this podcast. Yeah, I always have questions, and then when I get to the end, I forget that I had all these questions, and I'm like, eh, I'll live not knowing. I, I might look this up now as we're talking about. Yes, this please video. do. Can I lick sugar glass? Can you eat sugar glass? How does also eat? I mean, I wouldn't want to eat because my teeth are like sponges at the moment, mm. so I'll just lick it. Just <laughs> nom nom nom. nom. Wait for bead to Google. <laughs> Google bead. Uh, apparently you can. It just says top here. Once you your, once your edible sugar glass has cooled and is ready to play with, it looks like glass. It behaves like glass and breaks like glass, but it is definitely candy. Okay, that. <gasps> oh my god! So you can make like a candy glass. sugar glass. I guess so. Well, that's what they use on set. They use mm. sugar glass. I don't There's know like if a... they do any more. <laughs> they probably use something know. a lot more advanced now. <laughs> Well, they yeah, say candy, knows, but I don't know if it says, like, it's candy, but can you eat it, though? That's the, the question, though. Um, you can lick I'd it. I would so. Yeah. You can lick it. Yeah. That's, that's enough for me. Lick it. Yeah. Uh, while this is all happening, there are two boy, teenage boys who are out for a late night sled. 
uh, before they even get started, they're approached by two older boys who steal the sleds for themselves. I don't, and this scene is like, what the fuck? Who are you, 40-year-old teenagers? I was going to say, they, they, these teenagers are at least 40 years old. Oh, they're so old. Even, even like, Denise and Tommy were old. I was like, yes. fuck, I thought you were, like, mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, at Everyone's least, like, the uni col- like the uni student babysitter. Exactly. Yeah, everyone kind of looks old in the movie. Mm. But those two, like, bullies were like, dude, you're the 50, fuck off. Go buy your no. own sled, you wanker. Stop hanging around with some kids. You Why are you hanging out with kids, you weirdos? Yeah. <laughs> um, the oh, first boy goes down the hill, has an absolute bomb-ass time while he's going down there, by the way. The second is attacked by Billy halfway down. And I love this because he, like, cuts his head off. He just cuts his head off. (laughs) The sled continues to the bottom of the hill. And he's got, like, no head. But the head is rolling, like, following the sled down the hill. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, that's metal. It's pretty hilarious. I thought it was great. (laughs) And with some of the cut scenes, you see the other guy just screaming his head off. It's funny. It's hilarious. That'd be so good. So far. Um, the next morning, Billy has still not been caught because they've been too busy arresting all these other Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, Sister Margaret is, uh, she wakes up at the police station and mm. hears um, the bad news that there's been three more murders overnight. Mm. They think that Billy's going to return to the orphanage and they tell, uh, they radio police there who are at the orphanage to keep a lookout for a man in a Santa Claus suit. This is the scene that I really fucking hated because I was like, this is so dumb. It is the worst. Yeah. It really Uh, is. uh, So Sister Margaret tries to call the orphanage, but one of the girls has been playing with the phone and has left it off the hook. Uh, She decides basically they've got to go there. Cops, they're Dr. Loomising their shit. Yeah. That should be a thing, because I swear it happens in so many movies. It does, really. It's like a trope. You know that that um, that website where it's like tropestv.com and it talks about like all mm. different tropes in different movies and stuff? Mm. There should be a trope, the Dr. Loomis trope. That's yes. probably already one. Though, it's so one. It's got to <laughs> be. It's totally one already. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, a police officer in a patrol car near nearby uh, sees a Santa Claus walking towards the orphanage. He gets out of the car and he's yelling at him to stop. However, the Santa Claus doesn't respond, so the policeman shoots him uh, and kills him also. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we learn that it was actually Father O'Brien who was their Santa Claus for that year and had been for a couple of years, and he didn't respond to the policeman because he he was deaf. Mm-hmm. Like he, I like how, and I, as soon as I read it, I was like, ah. Oh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, cops are just out shooting anybody anyway. So yeah, no, they don't started care. back in the 80s. Look at that. The guy wasn't doing anything. He could have just gone up to him. Yeah, had no weapon. Like, it's Christmas Day. People are going to be everywhere. dressed as Santa. Like, dude. This cop was an idiot. How are you a cop in the first place? Oh. I just, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, in front and of he kids gets as well. shot with the, the the blood going all over the kids. <laughs> oh yeah. And in front because, of uh, um, Ricky, the the Billy's brother as well. Oh, yeah, so he's but still at the orphanage. Oh, I didn't realize he was there. 
shouldn't Ricky have been like, I don't know, 15 at this point, not looking like an eight-year-old? <laughs> um, he would have been 13. Yeah, the kid in this does not look 13. Oh, really? I didn't really, he really looks, notice. He, he looks about eight. Oh, I didn't notice because I was like, one of them has to be Ricky, but I didn't take any notice. Yeah, because when um we go back to the orphanage, Mother Superior's like, oh, much a much better you're much better than your brother William talking about him so oh meanly. that's right yeah. yeah because she's like uh in she's in a wheelchair because they're they yeah. all been like um ushered into the orphanage mm. after well, they get the ushered in, father yeah. of O'Brien <laughs> yeah I guess like outside of the grandfather like what happened to him the be against Santa Claus like what happened to Mother Superior why is she in a wheelchair it's never explained um, she got older. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Older. Maybe it's all that whipping of people just hurt her arms and it, shit. At least at she some, can't hit anyone anymore. Just, mm. Mm. At some point, maybe one of those kids got fed up and was like, uh, stick my <gasps> foot out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trip. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, maybe Billy <laughs> tripped her up the st- down the stairs. <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, so, now that she's in the wheelchair, she's a lot more, uh, not as a... Uh, uh, Violent. Violent, as yeah, she, she didn't seem as nasty. Sort yeah, of. No. maybe I mean, she's she, still uh, bitter. Yeah, I mean she's yeah. bitter. Like, but maybe that fall, putting it, or maybe in a wheelchair, kind of put things in perspective. That is that she's like, you know what? I've seen the error of my ways. Maybe I should just be nice from now on. Or maybe she I'm can't a... get up the stairs when they run away from her. No, <laughs> um, like fuck Damn. you, Mother Superior. Damn kids <laughs> getting away from me. If I wasn't in this wheelchair. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I like how she does try to offer some comfort to the children who have mm. just mm. seen fucking Santa Claus being killed. Yeah, poor father. And in their head, O'Brien. they're like, fucking hell, Santa's dead. Like, they don't yeah. realize it's Father O'Brien because they're like all these children. Yeah. It's like, but Santa yeah. Claus is fucking dead. Yeah. Um, and she's singing uh, Christmas carols with them. Um, with Ricky, obviously. And you, you, you said that, you know, she says some mm. quite disparaging remarks against Billy. Mm. Uh, there's a policeman out in, out, like, I'm not too sure where he is, like, in a field, in a shed. That, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a little shed or a maintenance shed out the back of the, uh, yeah. the orphanage. Or like a cellar, maybe? I don't mm. know. Yeah, I think it's an entrance to the, under the, like, the basement of the complex, oh, maybe. Something yeah. like that, I think. Because I was mm. just confused. Because yeah. um, yeah, it looked very weird. Mm. Yeah, because he's ambushed by Billy and... Mm. Uh, he kills him <laughs> uh, by chopping him in the chest with his axe and he falls down the stairs and that's why I was like, mm. where is he? I'm not too sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, Billy, goes, <laughs> Billy goes to the front door and one of the children who is so fucking stoked that Santa is mm-hmm. there and alive because he's like, oh, thank God, Santa's not dead. I'm going to get my presents mm-hmm. this year. Um, and mm-hmm. he, he lets Billy in. Great. Because the cop didn't lock the fucking door. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think the door was locked, but the kid unlocked it and let yeah, it in. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was should like, because he's like, then. should have had better security. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he approaches Mother Superior and raises his axe in preparation to. I was like hoping he'd chop her in half because I was like, that'd be so badass. We all really wanted to see that. <laughs> freaking awful woman get hers yeah but as he raises his axe the policeman and sister margaret arrive and she shoots billy twice in the back she dr loomis's mm-hmm. she gets him 
Wait, does Loomis ever get Michael? Uh, shoots him, but he doesn't kill him. Oh, that's him. right. He does shoot yeah. him. Yeah. Um, his last words to the children are, you're safe mm. now, Santa Claus is gone. He's dead. Oh, gone, yeah. Yeah. Billy's axe falls at Ricky's feet, and he, Ricky Lee, like, goes to pick it up um, as he looks at Mother Superior and says, naughty. Pun- oh, naughty. Or punish. Yeah, yeah. He says naughty. Because yeah. I was like, what did he say? Because I had to go back, and I was like, what Yeah, I had to have some, I had to have closed <laughs> captions on, yeah. I didn't have it on mine, and I was like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> some of the older ones, um if they're on shutter don't have closed captions mm. and it's so annoying yeah. and i was so like what annoying. the fuck how hard, what was i watching recently and i was yeah. like why is there no captions on this and i've watched a few things on sbs on demand and i'm like where are your closed captions why is this in sbs english? of all places and and not why is this in english and not its original language and no closed yeah. captions oh, it's what is dubbed this as well yeah. yeah i'm like no what are you doing Yucky. sbs you've Fucking let us down SBS. Yeah, you've let us down, mate. Murdoch Media probably got to them somehow. <laughs> They're like, do not make this accessible. Whitewash Damn it. That, that mainstream media. <laughs> uh, so, lovely and individuals. That is, yeah. that is Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984. How brilliant. Yeah. It that has one cool. of these endings where you just, you don't want Billy to die, you want Mother yeah. Superior to die, kind of, yeah. you know. Because you're kind of like, but, okay, I get why he's doing what he's doing because he's mm. eventually getting to the place where he wants to enact yeah. like, his ultimate revenge. Yeah. And not even revenge, like his idea of punishment on Mother Superior because of everything that mm. she did to him. Mm. It just so happens to be that he's in a Santa costume when he has his psychotic yeah. brain. It could have happened any time, but he was just yeah. in a Santa costume. And, and I think the fact that we she doesn't get what she deserves is a big punch in the gut in this film. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely done on purpose to make you feel that way. Because you fucking, oh, I hated it. But I know there's number two, so maybe she dies in number two. Maybe she's not even in it. Oh. I don't know. I can't tell you. Who's seen Uh, it? I I still haven't even seen it yet, but I do know the fact that uh, 40 40 minutes of that movie is basically just reuses footage from this film. Um, Oh, what? Yep. Yep. A lot of it because it's using a lot of why? flashbacks. So they use. Oh, okay. It's just it... flashbacks and <laughs> flashbacks and flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks on flashbacks on flashbacks. And flashbacks. I'm going to make a movie of just all flashbacks. <laughs> I guess I'm going to yeah, have to called, make other it, movies. It's called Memento. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I. Have I seen that? I think I have. Uh, okay, so according to. The casting list on the second movie. Yes. Uh, the actress who played uh, Mother Superior. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher her name, so please forgive me. Uh, Lillian Chauvin. Uh, she only appears in archival footage, but apparently a different actress plays uh, Mother Superior in the same film as well. Which is yeah, so it does connect back to that, okay. but I know that it's also very hokey because it's got the garbage day line that's mm. very popular. And yeah, okay, I'm gonna have to watch it now. The uh... second one is on Tubi. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, the first oh. one's not, the second one is. Do I need a VPN for this one or uh, is no. it on Australian Tubi? It's on Australian okay. Tubi. I think it's on Australian Wait. Tubi, yeah. 
Yeah, but I know the uh, the sequels are all on uh, US Tubi. Mm. Yeah, I remember seeing something um, when I was researching the film that they said that the first one isn't on there, but all the yeah. other ones are. I was like, yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I know, right? Like, but <laughs> that is the film. Uh, that is Bede. amazing film. Amazing film. What's the last horror movie you watched? Uh, well, one of the last horror films I watched, uh, literally just today before coming here, um, <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> Last Night in Soho, which is, uh, Edgar Wright's, uh, Shut film. Face. And what I think is interesting <laughs> about this film, I mean, it's his first, his first film with a female protagonist. That's like what everyone's been talking about. But I think what's interesting though is like people kind of see it as like, oh, he's doing a straight up giallo film because of the, the use of the color and how it's shot. But if anything, the movie kind of reminds it reminds me more of like like sixties and early seventies psychological horror films. Kind of mm, like okay. uh, Repulsion is one where it's more mm. going into the mindset of this character, like whether things are actually happening or not. But it's kind mm. of, I mean, there is definitely that giallo bit of vibe to it, but it's kind of more supernatural. Uh, yeah, as well. But the film visually looks amazing. Uh, it's got some pretty solid performances and has some pretty cool kind of like uh aspects about the story that are quite you know that you won't see coming and and also and yeah i think um it was interesting and also it's a bit of a different one for edgar wright because this isn't something sort of more comedy based like an action yeah and i love it so this is doing a straight horror film yeah, his stuff cracks me up. I, I love the um, the Cornetto trilogy. I love um, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I love Edgar Wright. He's probably up there as one of my favourite filmmakers. Hmm. Uh, he's he's brilliant. He, he's smart. He's funny. And I'm really, really excited to see Last Night in Soho. Yeah, it's a really good film. And I would say uh, if people love, you know, psychological horror or giallo or even just a fan of Edgar Wright, it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Marcy, what's the last horror film you watched? Uh, the last horror film I watched besides A Silent Night, Deadly <laughs> Night uh, was for uh, the Tubi Tuesdays podcast with Blood Rage, the, the slasher <laughs> movie set at Thanksgiving that is so hilarious and so insane. Okay. I love it so much. I'm glad we did it for the podcast. Everyone needs a bit of blood rage in their life. It's amazing. I'm definitely it's, gonna be watching it. it it's as <laughs> yes. you say, Marcy, and I quote, it's the troll two of slasher films. Yes, it is. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's I a great it's a, thing. It's an amazing thing. Oh, okay, cool. Thing. <laughs> All right, I still haven't watched the troll movies. Ooh. I know. Every uh, I've had people like uh I did a hero scream like collaboration uh thing for like Halloween movie suggestions for everybody. And people were putting troll on there. I was like, "Fuck! I really need to see this." Well, if you need, well, if you ever get to troll too, definitely call us because we're the experts on that film. <laughs> um, and it's also you don't have to necessarily see the first one because the second movie has nothing to do with the first one at all. Oh, that's yep. good. I like when they and, do that. And it doesn't even have trolls in it. Yeah, oh. called, they're goblins, not trolls. Yeah. So <laughs> is everyone. It's just how amazing it is. <laughs> I recently, because I'm on a Christmas movie binge, I watched yes. a Christmas horror story. It's on Shudder. It's like an anthology mm. series. They do like mm. all different myth stuff. So they yep. do mm. like, um, uh, there's like a couple of ghost stories. There's a Krampus story in there. Uh, there's a Changeling story in there. It's really cool. There's even uh, Santa Claus, uh, like the North Pole, being infected by a zombie virus. Yep. 
I love that. And all his like little uh, elves are dying. And I'm like, no. I, I love how he comes out and one of them's on the ground like screaming. And he's like, oh, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Not you too, mate. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I, I've had it's that on really my good. sort of to watch list. Because, uh, you know, I try to do like Christmas themed movies, Christmas themed horror movies, but then I end up not, and it gets too busy and I just end up not being able Mm. to do it. So at this, I think this time it's just like, whenever I have time, I'm just putting on a Christmas movie or a Christmas horror movie. It's just, I got to watch these because there's so many I still need to catch up and watch. Watch Krampus. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I have seen Krampus. I did get to that one. It's my favorite, favorite Christmas movie. It's really insane. I was like, (laughs) fuck, this movie just did not go in. It went places I did not expect. So I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, It's got some balls. It's got some balls. Mm. Yeah. Where can listeners find you both and your podcasts? Uh, yes everything you need from Bede and I is at supermarcy.com we are on all the social networks under the super network so you can look that up or you can look up Marcy and Bede you'll find us all over the place we're on Twitter Facebook Facebook group we've got uh the Instagrams the TikToks the YouTube channel and all of our podcasts are on all the major podcast streaming platforms. So if you want to check out um, <clears throat> any one of our podcasts, we have the Super Podcast, the Tubi Tuesdays Podcast, Podcasters of Horror, the King Zone Podcast, and last but not least, the Osploit Cast. And uh, me personally, you can find me at twitter.com slash supermarcy or super underscore marcy on Letterboxd. Excellent. Uh, and for Bead. <laughs> and if people want to find me personally, they can find me on my Twitter page at twitter.com slash beadjamine or my letterboxed account at letterboxd.com slash beadjamine. And of course, you can find all my writings over at supermarcy.com with all my reviews and columns. Excellent. Well, thank you both for joining me again. It was Thank a you for having us. It was awesome. It's good to talk about this movie. Yes. It sure was. And thank you, listeners. If you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to leave a, late, uh, a lating and review where you listen to your podcasts. I'm reading ahead again. To catch all the latest from me, you can find me on Twitter at Catstead underscore or on Instagram at CatTGIF. To see all the latest from the podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at TGIF podcast underscore. You've been listening to TGIF. See you next Friday. Bye-bye.